As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's in the jailhouse now I told him once or twice To quit playing cards and shooting dice He's in the jailhouse now This is 10.50 This is 10.50 AM KCAA Loma Linda And 106.5 FM Yucaipa California headline news, thousands of homes remain threatened by the Dixie Fire that's already destroyed 16 structures. Nearly 1,100 more homes in Butte and Plumas counties at risk. The state's largest fire, the Dixie Fire, exploded in size after merging with a smaller blaze. It's now raging in two counties, burning at least a dozen homes, but threatening as many as 10,000. A Kern County Sheriff's deputy killed another badly injured in a standoff and shootout in the town of Wasco, north of Bakersfield. The incident starting with 911 calls about shootings inside a home there. There's additional phone calls uh, with subjects shooting in the background and possibly subjects down inside the residence. Uh, when deputies arrived approximately eight minutes later, a subject inside the residence began shooting at the deputies. Lieutenant Joel Swanson with the sheriff's office. No deputies injured at that time, but hours later, a SWAT team approached the home. The suspect opened fire again. Two deputies struck, one killed, the suspect wounded as well. Jeff Scott, California News. Gonna miss you around here, Iris. Olivia's best optometry technician is going hey, back Mike, to school. Did we get that new friend? Her eye is already twitching about finding a replacement. Ugh, this can't keep happening. We're gonna have to cancel appointments. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Screen for quality candidates with the skills your role needs with Indeed assessments. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at Discover. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. Thirteen U.S. service members are now dead in the attack in Kabul, Afghanistan. It's also being reported that 18 more service members are injured. One of the explosions was outside the airport and another was at or near a hotel close to the airport. Speaking from the White House, President Biden said he's in touch with U.S. military leaders. The situation on the ground is still evolving. And I'm constantly being updated. Biden said he fundamentally bears responsibility for everything that's happened in Afghanistan, but again went on to say he inherited a pullout deal from former President Trump. The U.S. State Department is in contact with the remaining thousand American citizens still stranded in Afghanistan. According to officials, roughly two-thirds of those people are actively trying to leave the country, while another 500 have been evacuated in the last 24 hours. The 50 
1,500 U.S. nationals represent the last of the 6,000 Americans that Secretary of State Antony Blinken said were left behind when the evacuation from Afghanistan began less than two weeks ago. The U.S. Department of Education will forgive over $1 billion in loans from borrowers who attended ITT Technical Institute. The department says any students who did not finish their degree on or after March 31, 2008 because of the school's closure in 2016 will have their loans forgiven. This affects about 150,000 borrowers and about 43 percent are in default. Secretary of Education Miguel Cordona said ITT misled students about its financial state by convincing them to take out private loans on unaffordable terms. I'm Lisa Taylor. A major hurricane could be bearing down on New Orleans by the end of the weekend. The National Hurricane Center says Tropical Storm Ida will pass near the Cayman Islands tonight. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA. Are you ready for a new experience? To see life from another point of view. New hope. New expression new joy. This is your radio hour. Welcome to Viewpoint with Father John. And welcome, friends. You're tuned to NBC Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or you can listen from anywhere in the world at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. By the way, you can follow us on both Instagram and Facebook, just look for Viewpoint with Father John. Or if you miss an episode, go to YouTube and in the search bar put Viewpoint with Father John KCAA. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Father John Reed. R-E-I-D is the proper spelling of the last name and Father is spelled out. All of God's children are endowed with extraordinary purpose and ability. I'm on a quest to help as many as possible in fully realizing their divinely inspired potential. Disposing a false narrative and embracing genuineness inspires clarity of purpose. My role is to help overcome self-imposed limitations in realizing one's spiritual potential. And folks, as always, I'd like to tell you about my favorite pharmacy, Claremont Pharmacy in the city of Claremont on the corner of Indian Hill Boulevard and Arrow Highway is owned by Dr. Nikki Ho. And by the way, you can get your vaccinations there. She has both the Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson. Uh, and in fact, when I go to get my booster on the Johnson Johnson, that's where I'll be going for it because because uh, Nikki Ho does a great job. And she's pretty good with giving the shot, too. I, she does my flu shot every year. And she's the only one who does that, that I don't feel the needle. So if you don't like needles, like I don't like needles, you want to know Nikki like I do. Oh, well, it's almost like the song. Also, uh, you looking for good DJ services? Well, let me tell you about Lakeside DJ Services, which is owned and operated by our own beloved Frank, our sound engineer here. And, and he also has a photo booth that goes with this. And... You know how good he does here on the show. He does even better when he's doing your party. And he customizes to whatever it is you want to have done. And he has a wide variety of music to choose from. So you'll be in good hands. So remember, that's uh, lakesidedjservices.com. And finally, I want to tell you about my friend Glenn Kirshner with Justice Matters. Now, I share with you this pretty much every week, and it's not a paid advertisement. It's just giving you good information. As you can see on my computer, I have the Justice Matters, Justice Team's uh, sticker there. And uh, the reason I do that is because I support what's going on with telling the truth on the legal basis. And, uh, oh, thanks, Frank. Frank is narrowing in on, on the wonderful sticker. And so, really, uh, if you want to get straight news that doesn't have a spin to it regarding the legal things that have taken place, go to Justice Matters on YouTube, and you'll find that Glenn Kirshner is very reliable. A few things for tonight. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to cover the, the uh, Good Samaritan story, and you might say, well, why is that? Well... 
our faith is much more than what we say. It's much more than quoting scripture, and, and it's a, a lot closer to how we live our lives. And so um, I'm going to read this to you. This comes from the uh, Gospel of Luke, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is still giving me a bad time, so I apologize, folks. There was a lawyer who, to disconcert him, uh, stood up and said to him, Master, he's talking to Jesus, Master, what do I, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, him being Jesus, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And the lawyer replied, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You have answered right, Jesus said. Do this, and life is yours. But the man was anxious to justify himself and said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was once on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of bygrants, uh, uh, robbers, basically. They took all he had, beat him, and then made off, leaving him half dead. Now a priest happened to be traveling down the same road. But when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Uh, in the same way, a Levite who came to the place saw him, came to the place, saw him, and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion when he saw him. He went up and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. Then he lifted him on his own mount, carried him to the inn, and looked after him. Next day, he took out two denarii and handed them to, uh, to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and on my way back, I will make good any extra expense you have. Which, which of these three do you think proved himself to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the uh, hands of the, of the abandons? The one who took pity on him, he, re he replied. Jesus said to him, go and do the same yourself. Okay, so what's so important about this? And why am I doing this now? Well, we hear many people refer to, themsel to themselves as Christian. But what is the action? Here we have a bunch of refugees that are coming out from our 20-year war, a war that many people say we shouldn't have been in the first place. And I'm not going to get into political stuff here about that, but I'm just giving you, you know, how it goes. And I've heard a number of people get really upset because of the refugees saying they don't want them coming here, they're awful people and such. Um, which is not the case. They fought side by side with our uh, armed forces and they put themselves in, in harm's way for us. And if we don't take them in, then we're really making a big mistake and we can't call ourselves Christian. Now you might say, well, that's a harsh statement. No, I take it right from the gospel. And you know, where Jesus says, if you say you love God, but you hate your neighbor, you're a liar. Okay, <laughs> Jesus's word, good enough for him, good enough for me. But also we're told that being of this faith, following this teaching, we are to open our doors to strangers. And we're supposed to welcome people into our land. We're supposed to feed them. We're supposed to clothe them. Um, in our case, we should be giving them health insurance as well. 
And people are saying, oh, I don't want my tax dollars to go to that. Well, um, then stop calling yourself a Christian. Because what you're doing goes against the teachings of Jesus. And you can't go against the teachings of Jesus and truly be a Christian. After all, this is his teaching. And being a Christian means you're a disciple of Jesus. So what does a disciple do? A disciple tries to emulate the actions and knowledge of the rabbi, which is Yahshua here, uh, which is the proper name from Aramaic for Jesus. We get Jesus from the German language, which is okay. It doesn't matter which pronunciation you use. It's the actions you take. And we're being called at this time to be good Samaritans. Now, keep in mind, when Jesus tells the story, it's only us who call this, the story the good Samaritan. In the uh, Hebrew culture, there was no such thing as a good Samaritan. They were despised people, and they were considered uh, to be less than, and they received all kinds of grief from uh, their Jewish brothers and sisters who just really looked down upon them and um, just were not too friendly. That's the nice way of putting it. And yet this is the person Jesus makes the hero of the story because he's the one who wasn't bragging about how close to God he was. He took action. He put the man on his own bundle. That's a nice way to put it. It's something Translation, they, they use the other word for donkey, which I'm not going to say because I, I don't want a letter from FCC. But it's, uh, uh, but you get the idea of, of the donkey and how it's actually written in some, some of the Gospels. And he has compassion on him. You hear that word, compassion? He didn't judge the guy. He didn't say, you know, you should have walked on the other side of the street so you didn't get mugged. Uh, you know, and... Uh, you know, you shouldn't be going from Jerusalem to Jericho in the first place because we don't want you in other places. You know, and I don't want my tax dollars to go to, to care for you. No. Instead, the Samaritan bound his wounds, poured oil and wine on them. Now, in that day, that was the treatment for bad wounds was you put oil, olive oil, and uh, wine on it because they thought it would, you know, bring healing about I don't know about you, but just rubbing alcohol on a sore for me just about puts me through the ceiling. I couldn't imagine with wine. I, I, I guess you lick the wine off your arm till you don't feel the, the pain from the alcohol in it anymore. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I don't drink, but I'll take your word for it if that's what you're doing. But he went not just a little bit out of his way. He went above and beyond what would be the call of duty. He could have just left him at the end and say, hey, I found this guy. Can you give him help, you know, get people to help him, maybe some from his village? No. He took out two denarii. And he paid for the man's stay and for his food uh, and beverage, everything. And then he said, I'll come back in three days, and whatever costs you endured in addition to it, I'll take care of for you. I will pay that. That's Now, that's the type of of compassion and love that Jesus is calling us to do. That we're being called to be the arms of compassion, to be the ones who look past the, the color of skin or the religious expression. And we're the ones who are supposed to be ambassadors of love. That's a big calling. You know, it's a lot easier to quote scripture and to judge people than it is to put it into action. And, you know, when we put it into action, then we're, we're living the gospel. You know, St. Francis of Assisi is credited with saying to his friars, go out and preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. In other words, our action says everything about what we believe. You know, when somebody is suffering, they don't want to hear every verse that you have memorized. They want to hear your compassion, how you're going to care for them. You know, there's a funeral director I've worked 
around for close to 40 years. And he does something that I will admit drives me crazy. When we do a funeral together and he's getting ready to dismiss the people, he starts out by saying, you know, I'm a Christian man. And he goes into this whole thing and he makes the whole service about him. And it doesn't bring comfort to the families. And the guy that I've known him, like I said, for close to 40 years, he, uh, he doesn't treat others with kindness either. He sees himself as saved and everyone else below him, which says he missed the point of the gospel, that we're not above anybody. And that's because we realize that we too have issues. And speaking of issues, Frank's looking at me through the glass that if we don't go to commercial, uh, the station's going to have issues with me. So you listen to Viewpoint with Father John on NBC Radio, KCAA, and we'll be back in 90 seconds. challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personalfuneralplanning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from Seas Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at Shiny Nails or Francis Nails and then pampered at Texture Hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart. And welcome back, friends. You're tuned to NBC Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or you can listen from anywhere around the world at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John, and I'm your host, Father John Reed. Just a quick shout-out to the best sound man in the business, Mr. Frank over here, and a reminder of his uh, lakesidedjservices.com. How you doing tonight, Frank? Get, get you hey, on the side Father there. John, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. It's good to see you, man. And, and uh, you know, he, he just coming back from camping, and so yeah, we're, he, he didn't he didn't bring me any s'mores or anything, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, they're all eaten. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, tonight we're talking about the Good Samaritan, and if Frank would have brought me a s'more, he would have been a Good Samaritan. But you know, there's still time for for his salvation. But. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's our actions that make all the difference. And when people are seeking kindness, they're not looking for lectures. And I, I started to tell you about this guy who I worked with at, at uh, these different mortuaries. He works for SCI, and uh, so he works a few of their locations. But it just... what. It screams out to me is there's much of the gospel you really missed where it's our actions. You know, I, I think when Jesus is talking to Peter after the uh, resurrection and he says, Jesus says, Peter, Peter, do you love me? 
And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, then feed my sheep. Again, Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? And again, Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. So Jesus says, feed my lamb. And Jesus asked a third time, do you love me, Peter, do you love me? And now Peter was really upset because he's asked him a third time. He says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. Now, a couple reasons he said it three times is because Peter had denied Jesus three times at, you know, at the uh, uh, crucifixion, which Jesus told him he was going to do. But more than that, Jesus says it three times because in Aramaic and Hebrew, when you want to put great emphasis on something, you say it three times or more sometimes, but usually around three times. And so what he's really saying is, Peter, action, action, action. That's what makes you the rock upon which I build my church. It's what you do with people, how you make them feel loved. And the original church, which Jesus wasn't trying to start a church, you've heard me say that many times, and I I can justify that in the Gospels with Scripture, uh, mainly because religion has a tendency to be exclusive, and Jesus was trying to be all-inclusive, but that's for another night. But the idea is that if we don't take the actions, the way the church was, everything that came in, in the beginning, went out to feed the poor. And people weren't doing this begrudgedly. They're doing it because they found this beautiful freedom, this beautiful love. For the first time, they found out that they matter and that they can make a difference in this world and in other people's lives. And so in doing that, it was with joy that they contributed what they had, which was above and beyond whatever they needed, so that all would be cared for. And how can you put it more simply than that? Give of yourself, give of your supply, and all will be well. It doesn't say you will never go through bad times. It doesn't say that life will never seem unfair. But you'll know your connection to God. And our connection with God is greatly expressed through our giving to others. And God greatly gives to us. How can you outgive God? So when we try to be stingy and we say, oh, I don't want my tax dollars paying for that. Well, what do you want your tax dollars to pay for? I know we need the fire department. We need the police department. We need education for our children. And I go further in saying we need health care for everybody. And everybody needs to have a home. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a mansion like some of these televangelists have. It could be a very simple home, but it's a roof over their head, and they should have food in their belly because that's us being the arms of Jesus. Uh, Mother Teresa used to say, do, do small things with great love. And so we don't have to do these earth-shattering things. We just have to do the small stuff. You know, I was doing a retreat some years back, and it was a women's retreat, and one of the things I do when I lead a retreat is in between some of the workshops, I have sessions where people can come talk to me one-on-one for about 15 minutes, give or take a couple minutes. And... I had a lady say to me, you know, I've got more out of this 15 minutes than I have of two years of psychotherapy with my therapist. And, and that surprised me. I said, why do you say that? Why do you think that is? And this is what she said. She said, because you heard me. You listened. Now, I'm not saying that to pat my own back. I'm saying what was taught to me was to be present there. And she said that's why she felt 
that she benefits so well because I was present and I listened to him, to her. And that's what we're all called to do. She didn't need me to give her incredible advice. She already had her own answers inside her. What she needed was to be heard, to be loved, and to have compassion so she can get in touch with the answers she needs, which are inside herself. And there are many parts of the church that do their best to practice this. And I applaud them for that because they're practicing the teachings of Jesus. Uh, and I see others that not so much. You know, I, I was watching uh, some coverage of, of this one guy who's evangelical, and he says, I don't need no vaccine. I have Jesus, and that's how he said it. And uh, don't need to wear no mask because we have Jesus. Again, that, that's a, a quote in the way he says Jesus. And that goes against what Jesus taught. You know, Jesus says, don't harm people. And, you know, it's funny when Jesus says, we, we wipe the gnats from our, our cup and then swallow camels. So we think about these little things, and really a vaccination and a mask is a pretty small thing. Um, you would think that you're asking people to sell their house and give the money to the poor. They're not. They're being told this is what we can do to help each other. And instead, you know, some of these people, uh, instead of doing what would help other people, they just focus on their own selfish desires. And that goes against the teaching of Jesus. The Samaritan... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Went above and beyond what he had to do. Even reaching into his own pocket and giving money. And that's why Jesus points this out, that the two holy men were holy in name only. They didn't come do the things that Jesus was saying to do. Well, that's a call to us. It's a call to me that I have to look at what I'm doing. And, you know, the church has kind of become a thing for us to justify our bad behavior or a way of keeping from doing what would be helpful to others. And I'll give you an example. This week, I was telling Frank about this, someone who I've known for a number of years, and, uh, you know, I've done funerals for people and their family, uh, sent me a message through Instagram, so you guys can get a hold of me through these social media platforms. And they wanted my advice on uh, if their job could still fire them for not getting the COVID vaccine, if they were not getting it because of religious beliefs. And I said, well, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you legal advice, but I would imagine if they did give you that, because there are some churches there like that, I know a couple of them, but they were probably going to have you bring evidence that that's the tenets of the church. And so they didn't ask if I could write them a letter for that. And I wrote back, no, I can't. No, I will not, because 
the church I'm with, we follow the science. I myself am fully vaccinated. And with all the funerals I'm doing from people dying of COVID who are unvaccinated, I'm not getting anyone who's vaccinated, folks. Every one of them is unvaccinated. And I said, I will not contribute to suicide by COVID. Because that's really what it is, is suicide by COVID. You're asking for yourself to possibly die from this thing because you don't want to get a simple shot. And let me say for the record, it's not going to change your DNA. There are no little microchips in it. Uh, this is just crazy stuff. And if you really believe that stuff, I'm sorry, you got to be a little crazy yourself. You know, the FDA has now come out this week and fully authorized the uh, vaccines. And so now there's some people say, well, I, I don't trust the FDA. In other words, you don't trust anybody who says something different than what you want to already believe. You're not interested in truth. You're interested in not having to do something you don't want to do. And that's not the teachings of Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't come and say, you know, don't, don't mind the Ten Commandments anymore. I've come along, and that doesn't matter. No, he told us that he came to fulfill the law, that we do need to follow the Ten Commandments, not look for loopholes. And um, it's a shame that 2,000 years later we've missed this. You know, I'm calling for us to go back to being good Samaritans. I'm calling for us to come back and practice the compassion Jesus has given us. Most of all, I'm calling people to come back and start using our brains instead of platitudes. Because, you know, God gave us doctors for a reason. And, you know, really, it's, it's a spiritual immaturity. You know, call it for what it is. It's a spiritual immaturity to just say, oh, I, I'm not going to do this because I have Jesus. And I could just see Jesus saying, um, get the shot. <laughs> okay, you know, um, they say that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I saw a bumper sticker recently that I thought said, well, it says sometimes the reason is stupidity that things happen. And, uh, you know, we have to come to help each other, to love each other. You know, and all the, all the scriptures continue to be consistent about this. Um, where does Jesus lose his temper? Where people interfere with other people's spiritual growth. That's why he flipped the tables over in the uh, temple because the money changers were setting up their tables and stuff in front of where the uh, Sumerians were supposed to be able to go pray. So they couldn't get in their part of the temple and this was done purposely to uh, keep them from being able to to pray with their people because that's just what the public attitude was at the time in Judaism. And so Jesus became very upset and he flipped the tables over. He made whips out of cords and started chasing people out because we're not to interfere with other people's spiritual growth. We're there to help them. And so if you're saying, I'm saved because I'm Christian, but Muslims are going to hell, you miss Jesus' message. Or I'm saved because I'm, I'm a Christian, but Jews are going to hell, or whatever, whatever one you want to say, or they're not part of the right part of the Christian church. Do you hear how that's ego and not God? We use ego as an acronym for edging God out. And, um, and just like that, that preacher was saying, you know, I don't need these things because I have Jesus. No, what you're doing is you're lying to yourself. I can do these things and be faithful to Jesus because, you know, what does it say in Scripture? Don't test the Lord. But, but aren't you testing the Lord when you do this? So uh, that's a little bit of the reason why I wanted to cover this tonight, because I think it's really important that we understand what we teach and what we're supposed to be learning and following Jesus. Now, do I have the only way of seeing it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In fact, I used to tell my parishioners at St. Michael's in Arcadia 
that if next year I'm saying the exact same thing I'm saying this year, you need a new priest because I haven't grown any. So my the message hasn't changed, but my view of it has. And you rely on me to tell you as accurately as I can from where I am today. Uh, and where I am today is the fact that we must practice love because we don't practice love, we are no longer practicing Christianity. Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples by how you love one another. You know, and when he does the Eucharist, do this in memory of me. What are we remembering? We're remembering the great love. That we're loved so much that Jesus gave himself, Christ gave himself. And that God gave his only begotten son. So whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. And the idea of that is when they say to believe in him, that means live what he's teaching. You're not just talking about the personality of Jesus, but living the teaching, which living the teaching actually goes hand in hand with Judaism because Judaism teaches for you to practice hospitality. That's one of the things you have to do. Islam. You have to practice uh, hospitality. Now, I, I hear a lot of people say a lot of stuff about Islam that just is not true. Uh, I've had a chance uh, to read the literature uh, and the Quran, and, and I've had a chance to read Bhagavad Gita. You know, every holy book from different religions, I tried to avail myself to and read to find out what they really say. And all of them, when it's not being twisted, and it's not being manipulated, makes it real clear that we're supposed to help each other. And not just help people of our own faith, our own religion, but help everybody lovingly. That's actually in the Quran. Um, but just like we have people like, you know, Timothy McVeigh, who thought, you know, he was doing something for God by blowing up the, the uh, federal building in Oklahoma, you think Jesus would really have us go and blow up little children and such? No. And it's not what the Christian church teaches, but there's some parts of it that misteach Scripture. And so that's why we're talking about some of this tonight, because we're at an apex in our faith where we have an important choice to make. Are we going to follow the teachings of Jesus? Are we just going to quote Jesus and kick everyone to the curb? And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back and what that means. Uh, so we're going to commercial right now, and you're listening to Viewpoint with Father John on NBC Radio, KCAA, Loma Linda. The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personal funeral planning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands is serving up some really cool ice cream at La Micho Acana. Then get your chocolates and other delights from Seas Candies. Moms and future moms who visit the mall can cool off and relax while they get treated like royalty at Shiny Nails or Francis Nails and then pampered at Texture Hair. The Tri-City Center is filled with retailers who care about you. Shop at the Tri-City Center in Redlands and see why they call it the mall with a heart. And welcome back, friends. You're tuned to NBC Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, where you can listen from anywhere in the world 
at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John, and I am your host, Father John Reed. And just a shout out to all the people who do listen around the world. Thank you so much that you stay in touch with me uh, and you let me know what's going on in your lives, some of the new children being born and such. Uh, so thank you for sharing those things with us. So we're talking about, before we went to commercial, this is our moment. This is our Good Samaritan chance to see if we're going to do this right. Because we have a lot of people who uh, are from a different culture and speak different languages. And some speak our language of different religious backgrounds. And they need our help. You know, we helped break their country. We did. That's just the way it is. You know, you know, three things you can't change. You can't change the past. You can't change truth. And you can't change others. You know, so we have to look at the truth if we're going to change some of this. And so we have people coming here who are needing a fresh start. Are we going to stand up to the job? Are we going to be the arms of Jesus and embrace these people? Are we going to be the Good Samaritan that says, you know, here's to Denari, care for him. When I come back, I'll take care of any bill that's left over. Uh, another people who are going to need this is our veterans. You know, they're coming back deeply, deeply wounded. These are honorable people who have done what we asked them to do. And so I have no issue with, with our veterans. But they're going to need our help, too. And they're from all different religious backgrounds, and some speak different languages, different cultures. And so this is our moment. This is where we have a chance to stand up and make a difference. So when these people are saying, you know, I need a place to go, let's say you can come here. Look, they're not going to ruin our country. Our country is made up of immigrants. If anything, we've learned through the years that they add greatly to our economy, to our security, and, and to just the betterment of our country. It's only the people who are filled with fear instead of faith that say otherwise. And if you're electing people because you want to keep people who don't look like you out of the country, well, again, stop calling yourself Christian if you think you're a Christian because that goes against what Jesus taught. You know, and that may sound harsh, but it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, um, when people come around someone who says they uh, are Christian, when the person leaves, the person who claims to have faith, they should feel like they've had an encounter with God or an encounter with grace because of how they were treated. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, through my life, the people who've meant the most to me are not the ones who are the smartest or quote the most scripture, but the ones who treat me with compassion and show me that there could be another way, that there's more to this, to the gospel, than just, you know, reading it in, in where you're reading it in the King James, you know, the, the uh, Queen's English, or if you're reading it in, from the Aramaic, and I've had to do biblical translation in college. Uh, so you had to learn, you had to learn the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Aramaic. 
But the point is, what does it mean that we're, that we're saying we teach? What does it mean? If you're being told to leave your brain out, well, that's not what, we're, what Jesus taught. And if you're taught to don't associate with others because of their religion, that's not what Jesus taught. Now, look, we have a long history of this happening. You know, years ago, it used to be Catholics were not allowed to play with Protestant kids, and Protestant kids were not allowed to play with Catholic kids. Yet both churches claim to follow Jesus and claim to love Jesus and such. And, you know, what have our... What has our actions said? You know, there's a there's a group of Christians I really I really like following, um, the Quakers. Why do I like them so much? Because they practice what they preach. They uh, they practice the love of God. They practice nonviolence. They practice charity to others. And they don't have to run around and tell everyone that they're a Quaker. Their very actions say that they have something deeply spiritual that they're doing. And there's other churches like that as well. And when we get back to the idea of loving and to being that good Samaritan, we open up a door which we hope will never be closed again. And that door is the door to our heart. The door that says, all are welcome here. Does that mean that, that we support everything people do? No, that, that has nothing to do with it. Our job is to practice kindness. And there, there is a time to say, you know, hey, this isn't working well, but we did our best. I mean, Jesus tells his disciples that, you know, if you go to a home and, and they, they welcome you, when you knock on their door, then bless that home. If uh, they go, you go and, and they don't welcome you, uh, kick the sand of your, your sandals off onto their door. The reason they do that is to let other travelers know that this is not a friendly house and save them having to knock on a door where they're not going to get help, where if there's no dust on the door, they know, oh, this is a place that probably accepts visitors who practices the, the, the deep spirituality of Judaism, which is to practice hospitality. But Jesus says you don't, you don't force it on them. If they don't want this, you turn around and you go to the next one till you get to the people who want it. Christianity is not for everybody. Now, I know I'm going to get some hate mail on that. Uh, and all I can say is, you know, if it really bothers you, investigate it. Find out why I say that. You know, if God could be put in just one religion, God wouldn't be big enough to solve everyone's problem. God is big enough to be expressed in a lot of different ways. At least the God I come to understand is big, is very big. Now I hear what God teaches through the teachings of Christ Jesus, so I'm one who benefits from it. I'm one who needs it. But there are people of other faiths who hear it through their spiritual system, and some systems that have no real systematic standing in them whatsoever. They just have deep spiritual practices that they're doing. And, um, you know, some of these gurus I'm very uh, impressed with. Some of them have never even been through school. But they practice love. They practice compassion. They practice being present. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh, great Buddhist, he uh, teaches about being present for everything. And he's talking to a friend, and, and Thich Nhat Hanh was at their place and was going to do dishes, and the guy wanted to help him do dishes, and Thich Nhat Hanh says, only if you do the dishes the way that I show you how to do them. He says, what do you mean? You're just washing dishes. He says, no. To be totally present, that when you pick up a dish, you're present with a dish. When you soap it up, you're present with the soaping up. You're present for that. When you rinse it off, you're present for that. You only do one dish at a time, and you're totally present for that until it's finally dried and put in the cupboard. Now that may sound simple. I challenge you to try it. I challenge you to try to be present next time you wash dishes. And I don't mean putting them in the dishwasher. I mean wash them individually. Or if you're vacuuming the house, be present for it. Nothing about what you're going to do when you're done vacuuming the house. 
you know. If the Samaritan had been thinking about what he was going to do when he got to his destination, and that was his whole thought, he would never stop to have helped the person who fell to the bandits. You know, instead, he was present to the moment. He was present to the person who needed his help. And you know, in the story, he doesn't ask the person what their religion was, what their faith was. And remember, when Jesus is telling the story, there was no such thing as Christianity. Jesus is Jewish. He's a Jewish rabbi. And so the idea to go say to him, I'm a good Christian, and so da-da-da-da-da, instead, the Good Samaritan shows the compassion. He shows that he binds the person's wound. You know, he could, like I say, he could just drop him off and been on his way. That wasn't good enough for him. He truly practiced the Jewish hospitality, which is the hospitality Jesus is inviting us to. To really give people the experience of being one with love by how we treat them. I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me. That really is exciting to me because it means I get to be in service with Jesus, not in spite of Jesus, not in place of Jesus, but with Jesus. I'm only a vessel. When people tell me, oh, you helped me so much with this, I'm very clear about the fact, no, I was only the vessel. God is who helped you. And I'm grateful for the acknowledgement, but in all honesty, I know where that goodness came from. It didn't come from me. It came through something larger than me. And healthy religion is always pointing to something bigger than itself. It's always pointing towards inclusiveness. Healthy religion is. Um, unhealthy religion is doing the opposite. And so what are some areas in your life that this week you can practice being the good Samaritan? And if you can do it and not get caught, do it just for free and for fun, that's even better. That's a bonus. Because if you have to tell everybody what you did, then you didn't do it out of love. You did it again out of big shotism. And wanted to be a, a big shot in society. And that's not what it's about. I have to get away from me. I have to get out of me. Now that's not putting the very me down. But when I get when I get in touch with my true self, I cannot see where I end and God begins or where God ends and I begin. Because they become one. Because in reality, we are one with God, just in our consciousness, because of how separate our actions make us. Uh, we feel separate and apart from. You know, I've shared this many times on this show as an Eastern Orthodox priest. I still get shocked when I hear people talking about original sin, because that wasn't in the original teachings. That came later. Uh, that came after Constantine. Instead, we had original blessing. And if you read Genesis, starting with the first chapter, it's a blessing. Life itself is a blessing. We are blessings. But somehow we've gotten past that, and we start teaching fear instead of love in certain parts of the church. And I'm grateful, and I'm not, I don't mean this in an egotistical way, I mean it with true gratitude, then the Eastern Orthodox, we still teach original blessing instead of original sin. Now, there's some people say, well, if, if you don't teach original sin, people are just going to go out and be awful. Well, how's it work so far? People are still out there being awful. So it hasn't changed anything. Yet we find when we talk to people about original blessing and that they're innately good, that there's good inside them, they tend to do better. But when we teach them that their very nature is against the nature of God, which is what uh, original sin proposes, which, you know, again, came out fourth century, that absolutely goes against the teachings of Jesus, 100%. Don't take my word for it. Read the scriptures. You'll find out that um, it's very inconsistent with what we're given. So I want to encourage you to look at the original blessing that you are and see how you could be a blessing to other people for fun and for free, to not get caught doing it. Now, there'll be times you get caught, and that's okay too, but 
it needs to be your motive to try to not get caught because you're doing this because you know that God is so gracious and been so good to you that you naturally want to pass on to other people. And some of the people I met who've been the greatest people I've ever known haven't had smooth lives. They've been the people who've had great challenges and has learned to see God's love through that and to appreciate God's love and to pass that love unto other people. And what they found is divine joy, which is much more than just being happy. Divine joy is much deeper. And so I hope you avail yourself this week to some of that divine joy. And don't just try it once. Make it a daily ritual for you. And why don't you do this for, for 30 days? And each night, write a little, a little log, a little journal of what you've noticed, how your emotions have been. And write about the gratitude you have that you got to do some good things for other people. You will find that you're rewiring your brain and you're rewiring it to be more like a, the Good Samaritan than like the priest and Levite that just walked on the other side of the street so they didn't have to be involved. You know, it's not my business. It's not my business. Well, it is our business. It's not our business to judge. It's our business to love, our business to care. And before we get to the end, I, I want to share one of the things that I, I love most about Mother Teresa of Calcutta. You know, I've shared this a couple times on the show, but it's it worth repeating. It's worth repeating. And a reporter was talking to um, uh, Mother Teresa, and he says to her, Holy Mother, do you find it difficult coming to places like Calcutta and converting people to Christianity? And this is what she said. I know those of you who listen to this show regularly have heard this before, but it bears repeating. Mother Teresa said, my job is not to convert people to Christianity. My job is to bring the love of Jesus Christ to these people. And if by bringing the love of Jesus Christ to a Hindu, I made them a better Hindu, I've done my job. If by bringing the love of, jo of Jesus Christ to the Buddhists, I made them a better Buddhist, I've done my job. My job is not to convert, but to bring the love of Jesus to them. So, again, the week's challenge. I challenge you to do this. I challenge me to do this, to uh, go out and see how loving I can be, where I can make a difference in other people's lives, where instead of trying to convert people to my way of seeing things, instead try to be a bit of the love of Jesus and how I deal with them, how I care for them, and hopefully why I share with them a little bit of hope. I didn't say preach. They don't need preaching. Share with them hope because hope is within each of us. And if we can help each other discover that, that's a wonderful spiritual tool that we, that we carry. And that does more than, than reading the people out of a Bible. I have nothing wrong, you know, against reading the Bible. But if our actions don't follow what we're reading, really it means nothing at all. You know, St. Paul said, if I speak of things of spirit and of, and of God, but I have not love, I'm but a sounding symbol, a gong. I am nothing. So I hope that you'll become a, a, a proponent of Jesus' love and his caring and his compassion. And if no one's told you this week that they love you, let me be the first. And again, I thank you for tuning in each week to Viewpoint with Father John. It's an honor for me to come and share with you. Uh, next week, I hope you'll be back with us as we have more disclosures and more discoveries in our spiritual life. And uh, I wish you a blessed week. Pray for those who are coming over and pray for our soldiers. God bless and we'll see you next week. KCAA Loma Linda. Listen on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.